All names, characters, events, and times are strictly coincidental and completely dreamed up by our subconscious. Dreams can be influenced by personal experiences and the media. However, the events in our dreams are completely ours. Some dreams may be upsetting or disturbing to some audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Thanks for joining us, and remember, it's just a dream. sometimes even analyze yours. My name is Hawa and thank you so much for joining me tonight as I tell you another one of my crazy dreams. I really appreciate it. Hello, hello, hello my beautiful doves. How are you? I hope you're having an amazing day, night, evening, afternoon, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. I am just so happy that you're here with me tonight. Hi! How are you? I am doing how am I doing? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing a lot better than I was like a couple of days ago. So (laughs) that's good. I got really sick a couple of days ago and I knew something was up because I had an eczema. I've, I've always had eczema since I was like a child, but I managed to like clear it up and it came back tenfold. And it was like spreading around my neck and stuff. And I had no idea why it was spreading and it was so violent. And then I got super sick. And I usually get sick around this time. I'm pretty sure if you listen to an episode from last last year, that's around this time. I was probably like really sick too. It's just my immune system when like the weather changes, freaks out. And it's like, oh, we're dying. Oh. And then it attacks me for no reason. So yeah, but I got really, really sick and I lost my voice. My beautiful voice was gone. It was horrible. I couldn't speak, which really sucked because I kept trying to explain to my mom that I wasn't ignoring her. I just couldn't respond to her. And she she like she just couldn't. She didn't get it. She thought I was just being like a a mean child. And I was like, no, like I it's gone. I can't speak. But yeah, I'm doing a lot better. My voice is back. See, see, it's back and it's better than ever. So we can continue on with this episode. In today's episode, we are going to continue with the dream series Between the Sun and the Stars with part three. And I'm so excited. From this point forward, the dream gets crazy. It gets intense. We're going to have some really good moments. We're going to have some really sad moments and we're gonna get really pissed off and you are getting closer closer to the reason why I was so mad at (laughs) Jayon you're getting so close so close you can almost taste it but yeah I'm really excited to share uh be mad at Jayon aside I'm really excited to share this part of the dream just because this part 
really falls into the Fulani mythology that I talked about. I'm going to do a quick disclaimer for this Fulani mythology. This is the Fulani mythology that I grew up on. So the mythology that my parents told me. Okay. If this is not the mythology you grew up on, that's all fine and dandy. This is the mythology I grew up on and the stories that I was told and my brain made a dream about it. So if it's not correct, if it's not scientific, that's fine. I don't want to hear about it, okay? It's just, just this is what I grew up on, okay? I don't want to hear no people being like, well, actually, according to the encyclopedia of... <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> this is what I grew up, okay? Okay, perfect. Um, without further ado, let's get into the dream. Now, before we get into the dream, <laughs> I tricked you. Before we get into the dream, I'm actually going to re-explain the magic system in between the sun and the stars, just because it's important that you know what it is. And it's also important to know the characters in the dream, what their like magical element they're attuned to is, because I, I don't think I ever mentioned that. <laughs> and that plays a big role into the dream as well. Also magic, this is a magic dream. So obviously you want to know how magic works in the magic dream, right? Duh. So yeah, I'm going to explain that. If you haven't, if this is your first episode of the podcast, hi, hello, thank you for being here. Might I suggest you listen to the first part of Between the Sun and the Stars, which is, I think, episode 11, New Beginnings. That's the first part of the series, so you might want to just hop over there, listen to that, you know, listen to how amazing this dream is. Without further ado, let's get into the magic system of Between the Sun and the Stars. So, the magic system in Between the Sun and the Stars is a hard magic system. This means that basically magic is pretty set in stone. There are very strict rules on how magic works, what it can do, what it can't do, so on and so forth, right? Magic is this thing, it does this, this, and this, it doesn't do that that's that right it's different from like a soft magic system where magic is more of this like um unknown thing that kind of just does whatever it wants whenever it feels like it this is a hard magic system there are rules so like in media an example of a hard magic system would probably be like harry potter or um the bastard son and the devil himself if you've seen that show on Netflix, that has a pretty like hard magic system. It has like pretty like set in stone rules on how magic works, right? Versus a uh, soft magic system, which would be like Game of Thrones, you know, the White Walkers and how magic works in Game of Thrones. It's kind of like unknown, you know, it's just like lucid, scary thing that like people don't really understand. Hard magic, soft magic right? So in between the sun and the stars, there's a term that I use a lot. I used it like a few minutes ago called attuned. What that means is one's connection to magic. So in this world, everyone has connection to magic. Everyone is attuned to magic, but there are, there are a select few people who are so attuned to magic that they form a connection with a certain element. There are 16 elements that are divided into five tiers. The bottom tier being the most common, the top tier being the most rare, All right? So at the bottom tier, we have, when I mean like the most common, I mean like 
90% of the population are attuned to at least like one or more of these elements. And then the top tier would be like 1%, less than 1% of the population is attuned to that. And the tier list, right? Tier one to five, um, magic kind of like flows down. So if you're in tier three, there's a high chance and a high probability that you can be also attuned to magic below you. So let's say you are in tier three and you're attuned to love. That's one of the magical elements, love. Then you can also be attuned to elements in tier two, right? Which would be music and emotion. So often people who are attuned to love are also attuned to music and emotions. And then um, they can also be attuned to tier one elements. So People who are attuned to love can also be attuned to air, water, and earth. And fire. All four. Right? They have the ability to. But just because you have the ability to and you have a high chance of being attuned to more than one element doesn't mean that you will be. Sometimes there are just some people who are like in the fifth tier and they're attuned to the stars, but they're only attuned to the stars and nothing else. Right? That's just an example. So in the five tiers, this is how it goes. So tier one, you have fire, water, air, and earth. And the characters Becca and Cole are both in this tier. Becca is attuned to fire while Cole is attuned to water. And then you have tier two, which is wood, metal, music, and emotion. And Jeffrey is in tier two and he's attuned to music, obviously. Then you have tier three, light, shadow, and love. And Damien is in tier three, and he's attuned to the shadows. Then you have tier four. And at this point in the dream, I don't know what tier four is. We find out in this episode, but I have no idea what tier four is. It's always X'd out. And then you have tier five, which is the sun, the moon, and the stars. Pretty simple, right? And at this point in the dream, before I even am like in this universe, people who are attuned to the stars never existed. There had never been anyone who had been attuned to the stars. It was just a theory. Um, To get into details in my dream journal, I wrote down that basically a professor came up with the theory that people could be attuned to the stars because they were like, hey, you know, if someone is attuned to the sun and someone is attuned to the moons, then in theory, someone should be able to be attuned to the stars. Like, it just logically makes sense. And they're like, yeah, we'll put it down. So they put it down there, but they never thought it would happen until my dumbass like showed up and was like, woo. So yeah. Another thing that plays a really big role in the magic system which isn't really shown in the dream you're not going to see it but it does play a big role is language you have to be very proficient in certain languages because certain spells and certain elements are in certain languages so what i mean is for example the element of metal if you want to do a metal spell you have to be able to speak german because a lot of metal spells are in german right? And so just because you are German and you live in Germany, that does not mean you would be attuned to metal. It just means that the language itself is attuned to the element. 
I hope that makes sense. So each element has a connection to a certain language, which causes all of its spells to be in that certain language. And yeah, I'm going to assume you guys want me to go through each element again and tell you what languages are attuned to them. So I will. So in tier one, we have fire, water, air, and earth. All of them are tuned to English because they are the most common and everyone basically can cast one of these spells. So it's in the universal language, which is English. Then you have tier two, which is wood, metal, music, and emotions. Wood, (laughs) this is so stupid, but wood (laughs) magic is attuned to high valerian. If you don't know what High Valerian is, it is a made-up language from Game of Thrones. <laughs> I don't know why <laughs> it's in High Valerian, but it is. Obviously, you know what metal is, German, music. If you want to cast a music spell, maybe you want to uh, serenade someone with a song. So you want to cast a spell in order to make it stronger. Uh, you would have to know how to speak Thai. And emotions, um, emotion magic, let's say you want to regulate someone's emotions or understand someone's emotions, so on and so forth. Um, you would not, you would need to know how to speak Greek and Polish. And then tier three, you have light magic, um, which is like, uh, manipulating the light, controlling the light, all of those things. Uh, you would need to know how to speak Hindi and Vietnamese. If you want to cast a shadow spell or the element of shadow in general, you would need to know how to speak Russian. And if you wanted to cast a love spell or if you are attuned to love, you would have to learn how to speak French and Korean. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Now for tier four, which is the unknown element that we don't know, and tier five, which is sun, moon, and stars, there are no languages for those tiers. They're not attuned to any language because the person who's usually attuned to these elements, their connection to that element is so powerful that words aren't needed. There is no language that can express that connection at all. I hope that makes sense. Um, It's also like just spells in general. So let's say you want to do a healing spell. You would have to learn how to speak Spanish in order to cast a healing spell. Or let's say you want to cast a knowledge spell, you want to know more about something, then you'd have to learn how to speak Arabic. Otherwise, you wouldn't be able to cast a spell because all knowledge spells are in Arabic, so on and so forth. So language plays a really, really big role on uh, on basically everything, on how you cast spells. Um, Your proficiency in a language can really affect things. So let's say you are tuned to... uh, Let's go back to the metal. If you're attuned to metal, but your German pronunciation is like shit, it's going to show because all your spells are going to be shit. (laughs) So it really affects. So you have to like really like work on your pronunciation and stuff. The more fluent you are in German, the better your metal magic will be. So yeah, I think that's everything you need to know. It's pretty cool. It's kind of really cool how magic works in this world. Um, Yeah, I think that's everything. So without further ado, let's get into the dream. Where we last left off, I started my first day at Rosewell Academy and it sucked. I can't do anything right. I can't cast any spells. Granted, I just found out magic was a thing yesterday. So of course I'm not doing that great. 
but I can't do anything. I almost poisoned one of my classmates. I end up throwing a fireball at one of my teachers. So many things. Uh, Damien and I are sent to detention because of that. Um, and when I try to get myself, you know, expelled for throwing a fireball, because I'm like, this is my golden ticket to get out of here. I find out from the principal that there is someone higher up, even higher than her, who's keeping me at Rosewell Academy and is vouching for me. Weird. Um, to make things even worse, my parents have informed me that one, I cannot leave Rosewell Academy. And two, that they withdrew me from my dream college, the college that I was supposed to be performing in, as I had a performance in a week. Um, they withdrew me because they want me to really understand my magic without informing me. And then they hung up on me before I could say anything. And then if that doesn't majorly suck, I'm also being stalked. <laughs> by something that really wants me to tell it tell it where something is but I don't know what that something is but it keeps trying to kill me and ask me where this mysterious thing is freaking sucks luckily Jeffrey invited me to his um sporting event uh super complex weird sporting event that's I guess super cool I get to go I have a blast I go to the bathroom only to be attacked by that same stalkery shadow thing that flung me against the wall. Luckily, I managed to defeat it with like some magic that I don't even know how I fucking cast a spell, but I did. And I managed to defeat it. Unluckily, it left me with the most grotesque scar on my arm. I think that's everything that happened in the last episode. If you haven't listened to that one, um, I don't know who I am anymore. That's the episode title. Go check it out and hear all of that in more detail. Without further ado, let's get into it. So after the attack, I am beaten. I am bruised. I am left literally in the fetal position just crying <laughs> after the attack in this dark corridor. And eventually, I pull myself together and I get up. And I look at my wound. And at first, I think it's just like a huge like gash because it's bleeding like profusely, right? But upon closer upon a closer look, I notice that it's not just like one like giant gash. It's actually like thousands. And I'm not exaggerating. Literally thousands of tiny little tally marks that are like etched into my skin. And they're really deep. And so it's starting from like my left side. So it's like my left arm starting from my shoulder blade all the way down to my wrist. Just thousands of these little tally marks. And so I do the logical thing. I go to the nurse's office because I don't know what else to do. I'm beaten. I'm bruised. I'm tired. Like, I don't know what else to do. So I go to the nurse's office and obviously she has questions. Wouldn't you? Like a college student walks into your into your little like nurse station half of her shirt is missing because it was ripped off her body she's bleeding profusely from her arm and she's just staring at you like hey is it possible to get some like bandages (laughs) wouldn't you look at her funny so she starts to like interrogate me and she's like what happened like trying to figure out what's going on i don't blame her that's literally her job and my dumb ass (laughs) 
my dumb ass, I said, oh, I just fell down the stairs. Really? How? How? You fell down the stairs? And her response was so funny. She was like, wow, those must have been some really pointy stairs. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, okay, hon, so are you going to tell me what really happened? Or are we just going to go with the stair thing? And I'm like, I think I want to go with the stair story. And she's like, okay, sit down. Let me let me bandage you up and then we'll we'll talk, okay? And I'm like, okay. So she does a healing spell to heal, to accelerate the healing process. So it goes from like these really tiny deep wounds to scars. And then she tries to heal the scars to make them go away, but they won't go away at all. If anything, they get deeper and darker in like color and she literally is so confused because she's like i'm not doing the spell wrong like my pronunciation is like perfect i don't understand and so she brings out this like humongous spell book and she just starts going through each and every spell trying to heal these scars and make them go away but none of them worked and eventually i was just like um it's fine like you you don't have to heal them they'll they'll heal on their own because it was starting to hurt honestly like the more she did it the more like throbbing the pain got and the more sore it got so I was like you know it's fine you don't have to do that it's okay and so she's like all right well let me get you like a new shirt that you can wear since yours is destroyed and so she like goes in the back and she gives me this like Rosewell Academy hoodie honestly Rosewell Academy got some drip I'm not gonna lie the hoodie was kind of fire but she like gives me this hoodie but the hoodie's like 10 sizes way too big for me so I put it on and it's basically like a it's like a sweater dress which I don't mind at all because I didn't want the like fabric to be touching the like scars because it still hurt really bad and then I was like okay thank you and I like try to leave and she's like uh uh-uh. we need to talk about how you got these scars and so I end up getting this like 10 minute lecture about like self-harm and how it's not good and how Rosewell Academy has like the best like therapist and everything and I kind of like I let her talk you know and but I mostly just tune her out and so after she's done she like gives me all these like pamphlets and I'm on my way the moment I leave I throw the pamphlets away because I'm like I don't fucking need these pamphlets what I need to do is fucking leave I need to go I can't stay here so I immediately grab my phone and I start texting and calling my parents and no answer none I call my mom I call my dad I call the babysitter that usually watches um the little brother that I have no one answers direct voicemail and I'm starting to get like angry because I'm like yo like come on now I'm your fucking daughter like answer (laughs) and so then I start to call my friends right you know the friends that I've been going to school with for like a year so I start calling them. I call L. I call Dizzy. I call Alan. I call Jay. You know, straight to voicemail. Not a single one of them answers. I start texting them. Nothing. And at this point, as I'm walking, I have tears streaming down my face. And I'm just so hot. I'm so angry because no one is answering me. And I'm just like, why? why aren't you guys answering like at this point I've been missing from school for two days you guys have considered me as your like bet apparently I'm your best friend but you don't call to check on your best friend like what the fuck so I'm like 
as I'm like storming to the dorm, I'm just looking at my phone and I have these tears streaming down my face. And all of a sudden I just hit something. I don't know what I like bumped into something really hard and I like fall flat on my butt and I look up and guess who it is. Guess who it is. It is motherfucking Damien. And at first he's like, oh, watch where you're fucking go. How? Hey, hey, are, are you okay? And he like tries to help me up, but I'm not going to let this man touch me. I got myself up and I'm just glaring daggers at him. And then I try to walk around him so I can get to where the fuck I need to go. And he steps in front of me and he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hey, are you, are you okay? You, you look like you've been crying. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm fine, Damien. Thank you so much. Matter of fact, I'm actually doing amazing. One could even say I'm having the best day of my life. So if you just want to make it even better for me by getting out of my way, I'd really appreciate it. I try to sidestep past me. He follows me and he goes, hey, we we need to talk. Mm, I don't think we need to do anything. I need to get to my dorm and you're preventing me. So um, if you just want to get out of my way, this is the last time I'm asking. I try to step past him again. Once again, he gets in my face and he goes, no, I think we need to talk about what happened in Professor Stagmon's room. You you were like frozen in fear. And I'm like, Damien, I really don't have time to talk about this. And I, quite frankly, I don't want to talk to you. So just get out of my way. Harsh. I know I'm kind of being an asshole, but cut me some slack, man. I've had a hard day. So I try once again to get out past him and I managed to get past him and I start to walk away but he grabs my arm and lucky me he grabs the arm that was just recently injured so I like yelp in pain and I'm like ah and he like looks at me shocked and he's like oh so- sorry I didn't mean to grab you that hard and I immediately like pull my arm into my chest and I just stare at him like an injured puppy and he's like whoa, whoa 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 hey are you okay and I'm like, I'm fine, Damien. I just need to get back to my dorm room. And he just like, he slowly comes up to me and he gently grabs my injured arm and he slowly rolls up my sleeve. And the whole time he's doing this, I'm like, Damien, please let me just go back to my dorm. Damien, please stop. I just need to get back to my dorm. But he's already rolling up my sleeve and he sees the scars and he's staring at them. And then he's staring at me and he's like, what what happened? Did someone do this to you? Did you do this to yourself, right? Just asking me all these questions. And he's like super worried and just like rambling on and on. Like, how how could you let this happen? Da, 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 right? And just the fact that he's just so worried and he looks so worried about me. And the fact that he's like holding my arm so gently and just like gently, ever so gently, just touching the scars on my arms pisses me the fuck off. <laughs> And you might be thinking, like, what? Why would this piss you off? He's being so nice. Yeah, he is being so nice. Where was that energy earlier this morning? <laughs> Where was this energy? Like, he, he's he been an asshole this entire time until now. Now he wants to be nice. So I get so mad. And so I just, like, snap at him. And I'm like, why do you care? Why do you care all of a sudden? And he's like, what and I'm like why do you care Damien this has nothing to do with you okay I'm fine just get out of my way I need to get to my dorm and he's like stumbling over himself and he's like I I'm I just I'm like dude get just get the fuck out of my face like I'm just 
just leave me alone, okay? You're always just in my business, in my way. Just get, just leave, just leave me alone. And he's like, how, I'm just, I'm worried about you. And I'm like, you're worried about me? You literally made my entire first day of school a living hell. And now you're suddenly worried about me? Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck off. Leave me alone. Get out of my face. Just leave me alone. And I like push him as hard as I can. And I just storm back to my dorm room. I know it was mean. But cut me some slack, okay? Cut me some slack. I was I was mad. And so I'm storming into my dorm room. I finally get to my dorm room. I storm inside. And Becca and Cole are like sitting on the couch, like talking, and they see me and they're like, Hey, Hawa, where where have you been? You like disappeared after like the you disappeared during the break and never came back. Like, what's what's up? And I completely ignore them and I bolt into the bathroom and I close the door and I'm in the bathroom and I'm just staring at myself in the mirror and I have these tears streaming down my face. Like I am hot. Like I'm so angry that like my face is red. Do you know how angry I have to be for my face to be red? I'm black. <laughs> Me blushing doesn't show up <laughs> on my skin. I am like as red as a tomato <laughs> in this mirror looking at myself. And I'm like looking at my mirror and I'm literally shaking. And I just say quietly to the mirror, like trying to activate it so I can like get a portal to go home. So I'm just like, I want to go home. And I like push my hand on the mirror and nothing happens. So I just say it again. I'm like, I want to go home. Take me home. Put my hand on the mirror. It doesn't go through. So I just say it one more time. I'm like, I want to go home. And I put my hand through the mirror on the mirror. It doesn't go through the third time. And I just scream. I just scream. And I start punching the mirror and just like slamming my head against the mirror just so angrily, just trying to like get through the mirror. And obviously, Becca and Cole hear the commotion. So they open the bathroom door and they see what I'm doing. And they literally have to hold me back from like me flinging myself at this mirror, trying to like get through it. And they're like freaking out. They're like, how? What's going on? What's going on? And I just completely break down. I just like collapse to the floor and I start to like sob, just horribly sob. And I tell them everything. I tell them everything that I've been trying to say. And this time I don't feel that like weird pressure that I was feeling before. Because before, anytime I tried to tell them like what was happening and why I'm really here and like my life before Rosewell Academy, it felt like someone was like sitting on my throat. But now... I just like spilled everything. I told them the entire truth. I told them that I know nothing about magic, that like 24 hours ago, I was at a different college living my dream life. I've been trapped here. I've been trying to get out. No one's answering my calls. I've got attacked by a monster, everything. And after I tell them everything, they're just staring at each other quietly. And they both just come and hug me and they just cry with me. And Honestly, I needed that. They just like hold me and they just, we all just cry together. And so after a while, when it was done, like Cole like wipes his eyes and he's like looking at me and he's like, wow, 
I mean, I knew you were sheltered, but damn. <laughs> damn. <laughs> and I, like, laugh, and I'm like, yeah, it's fucking crazy. And Becca's like, okay, so, like, what do we do now? And I'm like, I don't know. I just want to go home, but I, I can't go home. I don't know what to do. Can't you get your dad to, like, make the mirrors work so I can, like, be transported back to, like, New York? And she's like, I wish I could, but they're under maintenance right now because of the, all the weird, like, glitching stuff that's happening. So none of them are working right now. So you're just, I guess you're just stuck here for a couple more days. And I'm like, ugh. And she's like, hey, don't worry, don't worry. You have us. We know the truth now. We're going to look out for you, okay? And so we end up spending the rest of the night just, like, looking up the creature that attacked me. Because I... I don't know if I mentioned this before. I didn't mention it in the last episode. But after I destroyed the creature, it dropped this, like, rock. This, like, red rock on the ground. So I brought out the red rock. And I was like, the creature dropped this when it, like, attacked me. And they're like, wow, we've never seen anything like this. So we start to do, like, research and trying to figure out, like, what attacked me. What does this mean? Like, none of this makes sense. And so we do all this research, and then, like, after a while, Cole is like, okay, this is useless. Like, let's just, let's all go to sleep, and then wake up in the morning, we'll get breakfast, and we'll try to figure out what happened. And I'm like, cool. And so I go into my room to go to sleep, but I, like, come back out, and I'm like, Becca, Cole, can you, like, sleep with me tonight? I don't, I don't want to be alone. And they're like, oh, thank God, because we were just about to ask you that. We don't want you to be sleeping alone. So they end up all coming into my room, and we all fall asleep together. And honestly, moments before I, like, fall, I fell asleep. Is that <laughs> is that correct? Moments before I fell asleep, I felt, like, finally, like, this weight lifted off my shoulder, like the ability to finally tell them what was actually happening. I felt like just a tiny bit better. And I felt like finally I could figure out what the fuck was going on. And then I fell asleep. And then I fall asleep. Fell asleep, fall asleep, I don't know. And then I drifted off to sleep. Let's go with that. I drifted off to sleep. That night, I end up having the same dream that I had before where I am sitting on top of this rooftop of a prairie house, this humongous prairie house in the middle of nowhere. Right next to me is this old man who is like basically dressed as royalty, dressed as like African royalty almost. He has this humongous kaftan on and it's white with like gold etching on it. The kind of, now that I look at it, it kind of looks like the night sky. And as I mentioned before, the night sky is this like beautiful like hues of like black and blues and the, the the stars are so bright. You can see every constellation so clearly. The North Star literally looks like the sun. And when I look at the stars in the sky and how the constellations are like scattered in the sky and then I look at his kaftan, it looks exactly the same. It's like mimicking the sky somehow. And he has like a matching hat. And he's not looking at me. He's looking at the stars. And this time around when I have the dream, I feel safe. I feel at home, in fact. 
I feel like I'm, you know, like when you get a hug from someone you love, like you get a hug from someone you really want it from. That's what I feel like sitting there on the roof with him. And I look, when I look out to see where we are, it looks familiar. Like I look like, it feels like I've been here before, but I can't remember if I actually have, or if it's just like, it's just like a weird feeling of deja vu. And I can feel like the cool breeze against my skin. I can, there's like a smell of like yeast or like freshly baked bread in the air as well. And if I listen really closely, I can hear this, uh, a mother singing to her child. I can hear it like ever so softly in the background. And so, like, while I'm just, like, drinking up this scenario, because, bitch, I had a hard day. <laughs> I, you you heard what happened. I had a hard day. Let me drink up what's going on in this dream. I see the man pointing up at the sky again, and he's saying something. And like before, I can't hear what he's saying, right? It sounds like he's gurgling on his own blood or something. And he's, like, really struggling to get these words out. But this time, I try to listen closer. And I start to make out a few words that he's saying. And the words that he's saying, they're not in English, but they're in a language that I don't know. Um, in real life, it's in Fula. <laughs> but in this dream, at the current state that we are, I don't know what language this is. I ne- I've never heard this language. But I know exactly what he's saying. Like, I understand what he's saying to me. So he starts to say these few words. He says... Nange, lerunde, sukabe amo, nongi, beso, minamayiri, and yombe. And there's something about that last word, yombe, the way he just says it, it like it brings tears to my eyes. Like, I don't know why. Like, it sounds so familiar. It sounds like he's said this to me before or like he says this to me a lot, you know, for translation, because obviously <laughs> you guys don't speak full so let me translate for you. Nange means the sun. Lerunde means the moon. Sukabe amo means my children. Nongi means tired beso means beautiful yombe means pretty or pretty girl my pretty girl and then last but not least minamayiri means i love you and so just hearing all of those words and in between each of those words, he's saying more stuff. I just can't, I can't understand what he's saying. So he'll be like, um, lerunde. <laughs> and then I can't understand what he's saying. And then he'll say the next word. So I look at him and I'm like, I know you. I don't know how, but I know you. And he doesn't, he like drops his hand from the sky and I hear him like sigh and he says yombe again but this time he goes howie yombe so my pretty howa and I'm just like how do I know you please like tell me how do I know you like please tell me 
And like, I'm like begging him, like, please tell me, how do I know you? Like, how can I help you? I don't want this dream to end, right? And so he like turns around and I like, the first time he turns around and I see his face, like it was shocking, right? But the sec- this time when he turns around and I see his face, I literally like, I remember hearing myself gasp like audibly. So when he turns to look at me, I can see that his face is completely like, concaved in as if someone like smashed his face in repeatedly and I remember gasping like violently and him holding his hands out and I took them and he like held them close to his chest why am I crying (laughs) sorry guys oh my gosh just so emotional but I remember him holding his hand out and I put my hands in his and he like held it close to his chest and then he looked at me and he was he was trying to say something and it was just so difficult for him to say because it sounded like he was choking on his own blood and but he was trying so hard to say this and all i got from it was beware of more and then i woke up and so i looked around in my dorm room and i was just alone in my dorm room and I have tears streaming down my face. I have tears streaming down my face right now. <laughs> like, I need to pause to, like, wipe them off. One minute. And then I woke up back in my dorm room. <laughs> alone. With this, with this like, sense of, like, dread. And it's not in the sense of, like, because dread is, like, a feeling that always shows up in my dream. I feel like if you, like, look up any dream, I always say there's a sense of dread. But it's not, like, the crazy, intense, just, like, awful dread, usually, that I usually have in my dreams. It's, like, the sense of dread of, like, this is not going to end well. This story is not going to end well, kind of thing. And I think that is where I'm going to pause for us to take a break. I definitely need a break. I didn't expect to get so, like, emotional (laughs) retelling that part. I don't know why. I do know why. But I'm not going to tell you because it's going to be spoiler. But I think you can figure out why I got so emotional. So let's take a quick break. Get ourselves some snacky snacks, some drinky drinks. Uh, I'm going to get myself some nice warm tea, some water. Remember to hydrate or dehydrate. And uh, I think I have like a burrito. I might eat a burrito. Mm. And we'll be back after this quick break. And we are back, baby. Woo! I hope you enjoyed that wonderful break. I <laughs> um, I have a funny story to tell you. So, I <laughs> I <laughs> I I told you guys in the break that I think I was going to eat a burrito, right? But I checked the fridge. I didn't have any a burrito and I was like damn I'm kind of fiending for a burrito so I was like oh I'm a I'm gonna order chipotle you know like fuck it like I deserve it um but I went to look on chipotle online you know doordash it and I was like oh it's a little expensive you know that like I don't I don't want to pay that much so I was like oh I'll just get Qdoba if you don't know what Qdoba is it's like chipotle but like a lot cheaper so I was like I'll just get Qdoba it's cheaper than Chipotle. And as I was ordering it, 
as I was ordering it, I was sitting there like, yo, I I never get Qdoba. Why don't I ever get Qdoba? I know why now. I got my Qdoba. I got like a burrito bowl. Even though I said I wanted a burrito, I got a burrito bowl instead. And like some guacamole because I am a whore for guacamole. I am a slut for guacamole. I would sell my left nipple for some guacamole. <laughs> I love guacamole so much. But I got some guacamole and some queso and some chips. And they gave me like two bags of chips, like two huge bag of chips. So I was like, oh my God, this was clearly the correct decision that I made. <laughs> and so I started eating my Qdoba. You know, I was editing the first part of the episode because I like to record and uh, I like to edit as I record. That's just the type of person that I am. And so I was editing the first part of the episode, listening to it. And I was like, mm, mm, this is delicious. Mm, Scrumdum trillius. Wow, the way it just melts in your mouth. The flavors are fantastic, you know. And then my stomach, <laughs> my stomach started to hurt a little bit. And I was like, hmm, that's a little weird. But I didn't care. I was destroying that, like, <laughs> I was destroying that burrito bowl. So I kept eating the burrito bowl. And halfway through eating it, I was like, yo, I really need to use the bathroom. <laughs> I really need to go to the bathroom, like, right now. But I was like, I'm almost done with my burrito bowl. But I couldn't finish it because I was like, I got to use the bathroom right now. Like, I can't hold it in. And to make a long story short, to save you all of the gruesome details, I just blew up my bathroom. I... <laughs> That Qdoba had like the Taco Bell effect because I destroyed my bathroom. It is like nuclear warfare in there right now. <laughs> I was like gripping the counter and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, this is why. This is why I don't get. <laughs> this is why I don't get Qdoba. This is why. This makes so much more sense. <laughs> Oh my god, it was horrible. I was like sitting there like regretting it immediately, just like, oh my gosh. So yeah, I was like in the bathroom for like 40 minutes. <laughs> but the good news is I did walk out of the bathroom like 10 pounds lighter. Like I definitely like lost weight. <laughs> so maybe like that's like the secret, you know. Instead of doing those like smoothie detox, just eat Qdoba and then you're good. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Why am I even telling you guys this? You probably didn't want to hear it. But we're like we're best friends. So like you got to know that I blew up my bathroom. I really hope my mom is like sound asleep right now. So I really hope she doesn't need to use the bathroom at night because I destroyed that shit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyways, that's how my break went. How was yours? Did you also blow up your bathroom? <laughs> oh my gosh oh. but um I got my water I had my tea I ended up drinking it cold instead of hot because I needed I needed to cool down after that bathroom <laughs> experience <laughs> so I, I had some iced tea I have some water and I think I'm ready to get back into this episode unless you want to hear more about my bathroom endeavors <laughs> I didn't think so so, where, <laughs> oh my gosh, where we last left off, 
So where we last left off, I just had a very crazy, very emotional dream um, about the mysterious about the mysterious man on the roof. And I have now woken up in my dorm room alone. So I leave my bedroom and I head into the kitchen and I feel so like exhausted. Like I feel like all the energy in me has been like drained. And I'm also like super hungry. Like I'm starving. And so when I walk out of the bedroom and I go into the kitchen, I see Cole and Becca like quietly discussing, talking to each other while like on the computer and so I'm like good morning and they turn they're like oh good morning and they come and they both give me a hug and I I appreciate the hug but I feel like you know when people like do things people like do things for you but like it's out of like pity that's what it kind of feels like so I'm like I don't really like reciprocate the hug and they're like hey are you feeling okay like is everything all right and I'm like yeah I'm just I'm so tired. Like, I don't know why I'm so tired. And Becca's like, oh, I know why. It's because of the spell you casted. And I'm like, what? And Cole's like, yeah, well, usually spells take a witch's, like, energy. So, like, certain spells have, like, an energy tax. So um, the bigger the spell, the more energy it's going to suck out of you. And the spell you casted last night, whatever spell you did, must have sucked out all of your energy. And I'm like, perfect. Um, how do I fix this? And they're like, simple, food, let's go get breakfast. So we like walk out and I'm about to walk out of the like freaking dorm room and Becca's like, wait, you're going to walk out wearing that? And I'm like, my, this Rosewell Academy hoodie? And she's like, yeah, you slept in it. Like, don't you want to change? And I'm like, no, I don't want to change, Becca. Okay, I just I almost got murdered yesterday by a shadow monster. Okay, I think I think the world is going to be fine seeing me in a hoodie that I slept in. And she's like, you're right. Sorry. Let's go. So we go to the cafeteria to go get food. And um, this is where I kind of have like a <laughs> a cultural shock moment. Right. Because we go into the cafeteria, um, the dining hall to get breakfast. and they don't have like bread on butter. They don't have like cereal. They don't have toast. They don't have any of that. What they do have, and I'm going to pull out my dream journal because I need to read word for word what it was. They had the eye of Newt, um, dragon links, which was like sausage, but the sausage meat is made out of like dragons, which why? <laughs> I don't know why you would want to eat dragons. And that makes me like think that there's like an abundance of dragons in this world. Like there's just so many dragons, like the same way there are like so many pigs. There's just so many dragons. Crazy. And then there's like a cereal of fortune where the cereal like tells you like your fortune. And then there's like toad of like Troy, which is like basically it's literally just a toad, like a green toad that's alive a green toad that is alive on a plate and you just take a bite out of it and that's what becca grabbed becca grabbed a toad of troy and she wants to talk about me wearing the same outfit twice bitch get out of my face be fucking for real are you kidding me Hi. 
How are you going to tell me, oh my god, ew, you're like wearing the same outfit twice and then take a bite out of a toad. (laughs) So, and that's all they have. Like, they don't have no, like, I don't know, like some fruit, some like toast, some avocado, maybe some guacamole. Like I said, I will give up my left nipple for guacamole. It's that serious, but I didn't have any. So the nipples stay. I end up grabbing the cereal fortune because I was like, this is like the safest option out of everything. I'm not eating a toad. They also had, oh my God, I completely forgot. They had like this thing that looked like a sunny side up egg, but it was an eyeball. It was an eyeball instead of like a yolk. It was just an eyeball and it was like alive and it was like looking around and Cole got that. So Cole was, he got like five of those eggs and then Becca got the Toad of Troy and I got the cereal of Fortune because I was like, this is the safest, safest option. So we all sit down and Cole is sick for this. Oh my God, he's so sick for this because he has his little like egg thing and I was just staring at him and he's like, what? It's good. And he stabbed his fork into the eyeball and then like held it up to me and he's, she's, he was like, he was like, do you want to bite? And I was like, no. And he's like, suit yourself. I was so shocked. I was so shocked. And then Becca like took a bite of her toad and the toad was there like, rip, 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 and then got like its head bitten off and she was eating it like, mm, oh my God, it's so good. And then Cole was like, oh, do you want to dip your fucking, <laughs> you, do you want to dip your toad of Troy in some eyeball egg yolk? And she was like, yeah. And so she did that and then she ate it. She ate it. <gasps> I was shocked. I was fucking shocked, bro. Oh my God. So I'm just staring at them shocked and I lost my appetite. I'm like, I'm not even hungry anymore. And they both look at me and they're like, Howa, you have to eat. Like you casted a really big spell last night. You have to like regain some form of energy. And I'm like, uh, fine. So I grab my spoon and I start to eat the cereal. And I mean, it's okay. Like it kind of tastes like Cheerios. Like what is it like it's like the multi-grain cheerios where it's like the different colors and it's kind of like sweet that's what it kind of tastes like but like worse because <laughs> that cereal is pretty good like it's pretty good but it's like a worser version of that so like it's fine and so like i take a couple of bites but oh my gosh i am so like fucking exhausted I can't even like chew like I'm too tired to like chew my food so like I take a few bites and then I'm just like okay I can't I'm done (laughs) I'm done eating and so like as I'm like chewing I'm like slowly falling asleep and like dozing off (laughs) and (laughs) Cole like puts his finger on my head to keep my like head up and so he has like one finger on my head keeping it up so I don't like drown in my cereal and then he's like flirting with like Becca (laughs) which I think is so funny we love a multitasking king he's like I can prevent Howard from drowning and shoot my shot and honestly Becca and Cole are like so cute like the way they just like flirt with each other and like I don't know they're just perfect for each other so he's like holding my head up And I'm just, like, slowly, like, falling asleep while, like, trying to chew my cereal. And so Jeffrey comes over and uh, sits at the table and he's like, wow, 
looks like you had a really fun night, Hawa. And I like wake up because I'm like, oh shit, he's here. And I'm like, yeah, you know me. I'm I'm the life of the party. And he like laughs and he goes, hey, where did you go? Like after like um, halftime, like I was looking for you after the game and I couldn't find you. And I was like, yeah, um, yeah, sorry about that. Something came up, so I, I had to leave. I'm really sorry. And Jeffrey's like, hey, like don't don't apologize. Is is everything okay? Did did something happen? And just looking at him and seeing how concerned he is. And he's been so nice since the moment I came here. He's been nothing but kind and compassionate that I'm sitting there and I'm like, maybe I should tell Jeffrey like what happened. Because, you know, he's been at Rosewell Academy longer than Becca, Cole, and I. He's also upperclassman. He was an RA. So like he probably knows more probably knows a lot more stuff than we do right he probably has a better understanding and so I decide to tell him what happened but I do it in a twist because in my brain I'm like okay I can't just tell him what happened like verbatim like tell him like this happened to me because we're in a dining hall and the dining hall is full of people who could be listening to our conversations right and one of those people could have been the person who uh, casted that spell on me and tried to kill me, right? So I need to be like sneaky with it. I need to be sneaky. So I decided to tell Jeffrey through a hypothetical situation, through hypotheticalness. That's not even a word, I don't think, but I made it up. I tried to tell him through a hypothetical scenario. But of course, Dream how is a fucking idiot and does it in the most stupid way possible. <laughs> so I look at Jeffrey and I'm like, hey, actually, can I get your advice on something? And he's like, yeah, like, what is it? And I'm like, OK, well, I want to preface by saying that it's it's kind of complicated. It's going to sound like a little bit crazy, but like, I just really need your advice on this thing. And he's like, I love complicated, like lay it on me. OK, well, OK, I have this friend And yesterday she was attacked by this like weird creature. She thinks someone put a spell on her, but I don't know anything about magic. So I was wondering like what kind of spell, like what, how much power could this spell be? What kind of spell it is? Who would cast a spell like this? And like, why would they cast a spell like this? And he's like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Okay. Bring it back, bring it back, bring it back. Your friend got attacked? Is she okay? Like, do I know her? Does she go to Rosewell Academy? Yeah, yeah, she 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 goes to Rosewell Academy, yeah. Oh, what's her name? What's her name? Like, um, I, I want to check in with her. Oh, her name? You wouldn't know her. You you wouldn't know her. Just just tell me her name. Like, I, I probably will know her. I basically know everyone here. Her name? Her name? <laughs> Her name is Pawa. Sorry, what was it? Her name is Pawa. Pawa. Yes, Jeffrey, her name is Pawa. Does she have a, a last name, this Pawa? And he's like sitting there like smiling. Like he has a, a smile on his face like, bitch, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> And I double down because you know you know me. <laughs> I'm a double down on a lie. I don't give a fuck. 
And I'm like, yes, it's a power bower. That's 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 her full name. Interesting. She kind of sounds like her name just kind of sounds like yours. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, it's crazy. Like, we're basically like twins. <laughs> Insane. Um, People always confuse us with each other. It's so annoying. But I, I assure you, she's definitely a real person. And he's like, okay, so Power Bawa got attacked last night by a creature. Uh, did she make any enemies at Rosewell Academy to get attacked? Um, not as as far as I'm concerned. No, it's literally her second day. So I don't know how she would manage to do that. You'd be surprised. Well, I can assure you that she does not have any enemies that I am aware of. And he's like, okay, well, explain the creature. What did the creature look like? And so I explained the creature to him that it was a like giant shadow that started off as like a person and then transformed into this like weird spider thing and he's listening very carefully and then he's like hmm it sounds like someone pulled a prank on you and (laughs) oh my god I wish you guys could have seen it but the face Cole made when Jeffrey said that his face twisted up with like so much like disgust and rage and he was like a prank you call that a prank and Jeffrey's like yeah sounds like a a shadow op prank you know shadow ops can be really weird they always do these like weird like uh pranks to people especially people that like get on their nerves you know and I'm like, but I don't even know any shadow watts, so I don't even know who would cast a spell on me. And he's like, are you sure? Maybe you just need to think a little clearer. Like, did you make any enemies during the day? And I'm like, no, I, I did. I mean, no, power didn't. And then it dawns on me. Damien, Damien is a shadow watt. And I, my face changed, and he like looks at me, and he goes, oh. I guess you figured out who did the prank on you. And I go, it's not me. It's it's Powell Bower. The prank happened to her. And he's like, right, right, right. Powell Bower, of course. So you figured out who did the prank on Powell Bower? And I saw and I'm like, yeah, I think I know who did it. And he's like, great. I guess my work here is done. You are welcome. And... I'm like, thank you, kind sir. How can I make it up to you for doing such a wonderful job and aiding me and figuring out this mystery? And he's like, well, you could let me take you out to dinner. And I look at him like, what? And he's like, let me take you out to dinner tonight. And I'm like, tonight? Um, I mean, of course, unless you don't want to. I'm like, no, no, it's not that. It's just I I kind of got detention. <laughs> And Jeffrey, Cole, and Becca all look at me like detention on the first day of school. And I'm like, I know, I know. It's a very long story, but I am on library cleaning duty for the next week. So, and he's like, okay, well, you know what? Text me when you're done and I'll come pick you up and we'll go get dinner downtown. How does that sound? And I'm like, that, that sounds great. And he's like, great. It's a date then. And he looks down at his watch and he's like, oh, fuck, I have to go. I have rehearsal, so I'm going to just go. I'm going I'm to head out, but I can't wait. See you when I see you. And I'm like, yeah, see you when I see you. And so he smiles 
flashes his like award-winning dimple if you know you know and he like waves at the three of us and he leaves and i'm sitting there shocked <laughs> shocked shooketh sheeked <laughs> all of the above and i look over at becca and she's looking at me shocked as well and she's like i can't fucking believe you managed to bag one of the hottest upperclassmen wearing a sweater that you wore the night before. And I was like, wow, thanks. Thanks, Becca. And also, I didn't bag him, okay? He's just he's just being nice. And, she, and Cole's like, girl, be fucking for real. He literally asked you out on a date and then said it's a date in the sentence. And I'm like, no, 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 no. You're you're mistaken. This is not a date. This is a little thing I like to call P-I-T-Y. Pity. He pities me. He feels bad that my first day of school ended up with me being almost murdered, okay? So he wants to take me out to dinner to make me feel better, okay? Because he's a nice guy. He's a nice dude. He doesn't actually like me. No, that's not that's not a possibility. So we're going to drop this conversation. We're not going to ever talk about it again. Okay? Okay, perfect. And so they're looking at me and they're like, bitch. And I ignore them and I eat my cereal. And Cole's like, okay, well, starting a new conversation, I think what Jeffrey said was bullshit. And I'm like, really? And he's like, yeah, like how uh, that magic was way too powerful to be a tier three user like way powerful like you are dealing with someone who's like on the same tier as you there's no way and also like a prank that is like way too far for a prank even for for a freshman you know like that's way 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 too far I don't think anyone would pull a prank on you especially if you haven't made any friends to pull a prank on you like that or enemies and I'm like, yeah, you, you have a point. But and before I can finish my sentence, the bell rings and I'm like, oh, class. And so I start to head to class. But Becca and Cole stop me and they're like, hey, text us your like surroundings. Like after every class, text us and let us know where you are. OK, we want your full fucking itinerary. And I'm like, is that really necessary? And they're both like, yes. And I'm like, I mean, I guess. And he's like. I know, like, we're being kind of, like, hard on you, but we did a lot of research on, like, what happened. I mean, we spent the entire night researching on what happened to you. And if anything came conclusive with our research, whoever did this to you really wanted you dead. So you just really need to be careful, okay? And I... I gulp. (laughs) I did a... Yikes, Aroni and cheese. And I nod my head and I'm like, okay, I'll be careful. Thank you. And they're like, okay, now go to class and learn. And I'm like, yay, learning. And I head to my class and I fall straight asleep. <laughs> I I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I slept through all my classes. Okay. I didn't give a fuckity wuckity cluckity duckity clickity dickity about any of those classes. I was fast asleep in every single one of them. And I even got told off by one of the teachers. And she reminds me of like my dance teacher that I had second semester. Ugh. 
And she was just like, she like grabbed my arm after class and she like told me off for like a good 10 minutes about like how like she's so like this is so disgraceful like anyone would would pay to be in your position da, 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 right just like telling me off and I'm looking at her like girl I don't give a fuck I really don't <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you have to say to me I really don't um so I sleep through all my classes um I do text Becca and Cole throughout the day and then I head to the library to start my detention punishment. So I go into the library and it is humongous with a capital huge. Okay, first things first, it is four stories. Four stories tall. And there are elevators like three elevators that are going like up and down simultaneously. They're one of those like glass elevators that's like kind of being pulled up like on a string. And each floor is dedicated to a tier. So tier one is floor one, the ground floor. Tier two is floor two. Tier three is floor three. Tier four is floor no tier five is floor four. There is no tier four floor for it which I was like that's interesting also the books can fly the books are flying they have wings and they're just flying throughout the library and it's crazy because people are just like like they'll like pick a book off the shelf and like they'll go and read it and then after they're done like reading it or like browsing it they'll throw it in the air and wings will like sprout out and it will just fly back and like put put itself back in the shelf it's fucking insane and so i'm sitting here and i'm like yeah i'm not going to go get dinner with jeffrey because our job is to basically clean this entire library all four floors with like they literally gave us like a feather duster and some like Clorox wipes (laughs) and we had to clean the entire library. Yeah. Fuck, fuck that noise. I'm, I'm going to be here all freaking night. So I sit down and I basically wait for the library to close because I can't start my punishment until the library is closed. So I'm sitting there waiting for it and I like start to doze off and all of a sudden I hear someone slam a book on the table I'm at so I like jump up and I look up and I see Damien and Damien's like (laughs) it's really awkward and he's like hi and I'm like hi and he's like we should probably get started and I'm like yeah sure let's let's get started and so we start at the ground floor and we start like cleaning we start cleaning and once again it is very quiet and very awkward And the tension is just, like, way too much. And so, eventually, once we get near the end of the ground floor, I just turn to him. And I'm like, I'm going to put on some music. Do you want to listen to music? I'm going to put on some music. And he's like, oh, we're not allowed to listen to music in the lab. And I'm like, shh, 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 shh. And I put my, like, hand on his lips. And I'm like, I'm going to listen to music, okay? And so I, like, grab my phone. And I, like, put on, like, a random playlist. I have this playlist called Zen Zone. And I put that on, and we started listening to music while we cleaned the library. And we're both just cleaning quietly. And 
I feel like I need to be the bigger person and apologize to Damien for many reasons. One, I was really mean to him. Like I plain and simple, like he he was really just trying to help me and I was being an asshole. Number two, if he is the one behind the, you know, monster that like fucking tried to kill me, maybe apologizing to him will appease him and he won't send another monster to kill me. I think it's pretty smart. So I turned to him and I'm like, Damien, I'm so sorry. And at the same time, he turns around and he looks at me and he goes, how I'm so sorry. And we like both like speak in unison. And then we both look at each other in surprise and we both go, what? No, I'm sorry. And then we both pause and then we just start to laugh. And I'm like, Damien, I'm really. And he's like, no, I'm sorry, Hawa. You were right. I was a complete asshole since the day I met you and I had no right to be okay the truth is I'm really jealous of you and I'm like me of me you're why why would you be jealous of me look at me why would you be jealous of me and he's like because you're you're a star odd you're like one of the most powerful sorcerers there could ever be and you have the ability to be the top of your class. You have the ability to like do amazing and yet you aren't. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, thanks. And he's like, I don't mean it like that. I mean that like you are literally one of the most powerful people in this school. And I just thought you weren't taking school seriously. I thought you were just being arrogant and stuff, but clearly... I I mean I'm wrong. So clearly you're probably like going through something and I didn't even think about that till yes last night and I'm just I'm really sorry. And I look at him and I'm like you thank thank you. I really appreciate your apology and he's like I don't expect you to forgive me but I'm going to try to like you know make it up to you, okay? And I'm like it's really no like it's it's really fine and he's like no, it's not fine, okay? I fucked up. I'm really sorry. I'll make it up to you. I promise. <laughs> and yo, it was a genuine apology. And you know how rare it is to get a genuine apology from someone? So I'm like, thank you. Like, I really appreciate that. And he's like, yeah, of course. I just, I needed to say that. And so I'm like, well, Damien, I also want to apologize. And he's like, no, 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 no. You don't have to apologize. And I'm like, no, I do. Like, you apologize. Now it's my turn. I was really mean to you. I really snapped at you. I said some things that I shouldn't have said. I was just, I I had a really hard day. Something happened and I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm really sorry. And he's like, it's cool. Water on the bridge. And I'm like, okay, so we're good. And he's like, yeah, we're good. And I'm like, okay, let's get back to cleaning this library. And so we continue cleaning the library. And now the energy is kind of somber. And one of my favorite songs come on, which is Sink Into the Floor by Fueg Suave, I think it is. I always pronounce her name wrong. But it's so good. And I'm like, oh, this is my song. So like, I grab a Clorox wipe <laughs> and I start like airplane it around my head. And I start singing to the song. And I'm like, ooh. People come and go. Right? Just like singing dramatically. And he's looking at me and he's like, How? We need to get back to work. And I'm like, Dance with me, Damien. Let's go. Uh. 
uh. And he's like, you're you're being ridiculous right now. And I'm like, ridiculous or not, I'm a dancing machine right now. Ooh, ooh, there's no love. Ah, close enough. It's only fun. <laughs> and he's like, this is so stupid. This you're You're being stupid right now. And I'm like, stupid, but a party animal. And he's like, this is, I'm getting back to work. So he keeps cleaning and I'm dancing and snapping to this song and singing along to it. And the books on the shelves started to like fly out of the shelves and started to like circle around me, kind of like swaying to like the beat of the song. And I'm like, look, Damien, even the books want to dance with me, but you're not going to dance with me. That's kind of that's kind of bogus. I thought we were friends now. I thought we were like besties. And he's like, I I apologize for being an asshole. I don't think we can become besties <laughs> after that. And I'm like, I've decided that we're besties. So come on, dance with me. And so I go and I grab him and we and I start like swaying him around. And I'm like, come on, dance, feel the music, let's go. Ooh, there's no love close enough and he's like this is so dumb but he dances with me and we ended up like (laughs) I ended up like teaching him how to waltz because I was like let me teach you how to waltz so like I started teaching him how to waltz and he's so bad he's like so bad he has two left feet he like can't get the steps right and I'm like Damien come on one two and he's like I can't I can't get it and so we're just like we just like dissolve into like a a fit of like giggles and all the books are like just like flying around us and eventually they get tired because I don't know if the books are sentient or not but they get tired of flying so they all go back to their shelves and we both watch as like the books go back to the shelves and then I look at him and he's still looking at the books and he's just smiling kind of like vibing to the music and this is like the first time that I actually like look at him actually look at him because you know before I wasn't really paying attention to him because he either like pissed me off or I was too busy like um dealing with the stalkerous the stalker ghost fucking thing that's trying to kill me. So this is like the first time I look at him and I'm like, "Wow, he's actually really pretty." And he looks down at me and he's like, "Why are you looking at me like that?" And I and I blurt out before I'm before I even think. I just blurt out. I'm like, "You just have the cutest smile." And he's like, cute? And I'm like, yeah, you have a really cute smile. I like it. And (laughs) he gets so freaking red. He gets so red in the face and his ears get like flush red and he gets like so flustered and he's like cute me I'm not cute I'm I'm not cute at all and I'm and I'm laughing I start like laughing I don't know where this confidence came from by the way but I start laughing I'm like oh my god look at you you're so red oh my gosh you're even cuter and he's like stop saying that I'm I'm not cute don't say I'm cute and I like roll my eyes and I'm like let's get back to cleaning Mr. Tomato Head okay I don't want to spend my entire night here and he's like, right, of course. Um, getting back to clean. Let's 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 do let's do that. Let's get back to cleaning. I'm like, okay, cutie. And he's like, stop saying that. And his voice gets so high, it's so adorable. And so we continue cleaning. I'm gonna speed past this. So we continue cleaning. We get to the third floor, and he's like, oh my god, okay. Let's take like a let's take a ten minute break. Like let's take a fifteen. I need a break. 
and then we'll continue cleaning it. And I'm like, I agree. So we both sit down in one of the aisles and he pulls out like a snack. And I'm like, Damien, you're not allowed to eat at the library. You're not allowed to eat in the library. And he's like, we already broke one rule. What's what's the harm of breaking another? And I'm like, oh, I didn't know you were a bad boy. And he's like, shut up. And so he like brings out this like granola bar and he starts eating it. And he like was like, do you want some? And I'm like, no, I'm okay. And he's like, don't worry. It's not like toad root or anything. It's just like a chocolate granola bar. And I'm like, yeah, chocolate. And he's like, yeah, chocolate and dragon's breath. And I'm like, yeah, see, you lost me. (laughs) And he's like, fine, suit yourself. So he starts eating the granola bar. And I just kind of sit and I close my eyes. And he's like, hey, can I ask you a question? And I'm like, yeah, go ahead. And he's like, what really happened to your arm? And I'm like, Damien. And he interrupts me. He's like, no, no, no. Because I I really want to know what happened to your arm because I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with what happened. And I need to know if someone did that to you. And so I sigh and I open my eyes. And he's like staring at me very earnestly, waiting for my answer. And I'm like, well, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I don't know who attacked me. And he sighs and he's like, how a... You don't have to defend this person, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I legit don't know what happened. And so I explained to him the situation and what happened that night. And he's staring at me, like, shocked. And he's like, oh, my God. I can't can't believe that happened. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, minus the millions of tiny tally marks etched into my skin, I'm feeling great. And he's like... Do, do you know who could have done this to you? Like, what would they want? And I'm like, I don't know. I assume it's the person. I assume it's the same person who did the attack at the greenhouse. Honestly, I thought it was you. Me? Yeah. I mean, I talked to a friend and he told me that the type of spell that happened would have to be done by a shadow lot. And you're the only shadow lot I know. So I don't know. I just thought it was you. And he's like, no, I would. Oh, my gosh, I would never do that. I don't even know a spell that powerful. And I'm like, well, well then I'm out of all I'm out of ideas because besides you, Becca, Cole and Jeffrey, I don't know anyone else. And he sighs and he's like, wow. OK, well, t- tell me more about the monster. It, it Did it say anything to you? And I was like. Well, it kept asking me for, it kept asking where something was. And he's like, well, what's the something? And I'm like, I don't know. It kept asking for where it was and I needed to tell it where it was. And I don't know what it's talking about. And I don't know what it's talking about at all. I have no idea. And he's like, okay, well, okay, tell me the entire thing all over again. So I tell it to him again. And he is, like, combing for so much details. He wants, like, every tiny detail. And I I end up telling it to him, like, ten times. And I'm like, I literally told you everything that I know. I don't know anything else. And he's like, come on, there has to be something. And I'm like, yeah, actually, there is something. It, um, the creature dropped something. And he's like, see? What, What did it drop? And I was like, 
I don't know. It was like a, um, a red rock. And he's like, do you have it on you? And I'm like, yeah. So we go downstairs. I grab my bag and I pull out the red rock and I show it to him. And his expression completely changes. His expression completely changes. He smacks the rock out of my hand and pulls me away from it. And he's staring at it and he almost starts to hyperventilate a little bit as he's staring at it. And this freaks me the fuck out because Damien is your stereotypical like preppy like elite white boy. Like if you just think of the most like preppy, um, arrogant white dude from like any like tv show you know like um jackson jackson uh whitmore whitemore from team wolf he's exactly like jackson and so to see him go from this like arrogant like mean kind of like preppy rich boy who has a gentle heart to like terrify like to the point like there were tears like welding in his eyes and he's like breathing really hard he's like (laughs) and so I'm looking at him and I'm like wait what's Damien what's wrong what's wrong and he looks at me and he like grabs me and he like squeezes my shoulders really tight and I'm like Damien you're hurting me and he's like is this some kind of is this some kind of sick fucking joke and I'm like what no I I don't know what you're talking about he's like you you this is you have to be joking with me right now where did you find that where where the fuck did you find that Hawa? and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about i don't know what that is and he's like do you think this is a joke that you can just like go around saying these like things and he like starts talking all this stuff and i'm like damien i don't know what you're talking about you're scaring me you're starting to hurt me and he like looks down and he realizes he's like squeezing my arms and so he like let's go and he's staring at me and he's like we need to go to the principal's office right now right now come on and so he like grabs me and I'm like, Damien, stop it. And like, I like rip my grass from him. And he's like, do you not understand how serious this is? And I'm like, no, Damien, I don't understand what's going on. So if you know, please tell me. And he's like, this is ridiculous. This is, this is absolutely insane. I don't understand how you can be this ignorant. And so I like snap because I'm getting annoyed with him. And I'm like, Damien, 48 hours ago, I didn't even know magic was a real thing, okay? And he's like, what? That makes no sense. And I'm like, no, it makes perfect sense because 48 hours ago, I was in New York at my dream college preparing for a show. And then one day, I fall through a mirror. I get transported to Rosewell Academy. I'm told that I'm supposed to be here. I'm told that I'm a a star art and I'm attuned to the stars and that I've been enrolled to the school the entire time. And I know nothing about magic. And now I'm being attacked and stalked by some creature that wants something for me that I don't even know what it wants. And now you're freaking me out by saying like, this is super dangerous and stuff. So if you know something, fucking tell me. And he looks at me and he's like, oh my, oh my God, I didn't realize. I'm like, yeah, I know you didn't realize. No one realized. But if, if this is like serious, like you said, and like, this is super like important. I need to like, just, just tell me like, please, please tell me what this is and so he hesitates for a little bit and I'm like I literally like grab onto Damien and I'm like forcing him to look me in the eye and I'm like please tell me and so he looks down at the the thing and then back at me and he sighs and he goes okay okay I'll tell you but how uh, 
you need to know that this is really serious, okay? Whoever casted that spell on you wants you dead. And I look at him like, bitch, yeah, duh, the fuck I know. Like, no shit, Sherlock. Of course this person wants me dead. <laughs> and he's like, no, how I'm serious. Like, they really wanted to hurt you. And I was like, Damien, I have the scars. I'm very aware that someone wants to hurt me. So can you just tell me what it is? And so he looks at me and he goes, that's a human essence. And I'm like, okay. And he goes, you don't know what a human essence is. And I'm like, no, I literally told you I didn't even know magic existed. I don't know why you thought I would know that. And he's like, okay. So every living being on this earth has a essence. It's like a life force. Okay. Every being, okay. Whether it's a rock, whether it's a human, a dog, a caterpillar, a sunflower, everything has an essence. And that essence is connected to the, the source, the magical source that we all use and breathe. There are just a select few people who are so in tune to that magic source that they can control an element. And I'm like, yeah, I I got that. And he's like, okay, that right there, that is someone's life force. Their essence that has been corrupted and turned into a monster to attack you. And the only type of magic that can do that is magic that has been banned from Rosewell Academy for decades. So we need to go to the principal's office and we need to report this. And I'm like, wait, what magic has been banned from Rosewell Academy? I don't know. I thought I thought there was only 15 elements. And he goes, no, there's 16. It's on tier four, blood magic. And I'm like, blood magic? People can be attuned to blood? And he's like, yes, but it's banned because of how dangerous it can be. And I'm like, I don't understand it. And he sighs. And so he tells me the story of Morphon. Morphon was a powerful, or is, is, was a powerful blood ought who was very selfish and very hungry for power. He just wanted more and more and more and more power, right? So he would kidnap children, preferably twins, And he would corrupt, basically kill these children, use their life essence and turn them into these monsters. So he would take their life essence and like combine them and make these like weird shapeshift monsters to do his bidding. And his hope was if he collected more life essence, then he could control life itself, which is basically impossible. No one can control life, right? No one has the ability to control life or, like, control the death, right? Those are just two things that are, like, impossible. And so that's why he's so scared because the only person that could cast a spell like that would be Morphon himself. However, Morphon existed in the 1800s. He should not be alive today in 2022. Or in this dream, when I had this dream, it was 2020. So he should not be alive in 2020. Right? 
And he explains to me, he's like, I used to grow up with the legend of Morphon. Like, it, it was my boogeyman. Like, our parents would always say, don't be outside too late or Morphon's going to get you. And they grew up with that. Their parents and their parents grew up with that. I never thought I would actually see. Oh, my God. We have to go to the principal's office, Howard. Like, this is way too, like, this is not something, like, we're equipped to deal with. Like, we're 19 years old. Like, we can't deal with this. And I'm like, okay, 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 okay. Uh, okay then let's go to the principal's office and he's like okay let's go so we like pack our stuff and we start to head down to the principal's office but then he grabs my hand and looks at me and he goes there's just one thing I just don't understand and I'm like what and he's like why you why are they doing this to you do you have a connection and I'm like Damien I literally know nothing about my parents and he's like what do you mean I'm like I'm adopted. I don't know anything about my birth parents. I didn't even know I was attuned to magic till I got here. And when I tried to call my parents, they told me I just needed to know more about my destiny. And then they hung up on me. I haven't been able to get in contact with them since. And he's like, God. And he like turns around and starts heading to back to the library. And I'm like, what are you doing? And he's like, going back to the library. Like, we have detention. We have to be in the library and clean it. We might as well just do some research, right? And I'm like, okay. And so we go back into the library and he starts to do some research on like blood magic and stuff like that. It's kind of hard because there's no like <laughs> books on blood magic because it's banned. But he starts to do research and he's like, okay, I need you to tell me everything that's happened to you since you've come to Rosewell Academy maybe even before, like anything weird, strange. And so I'm like racking my brain and I'm like, well, I, I have been having this weird, like reoccurring dream. And he's like, okay, tell me about it. So I tell him about the dream about the man on the rooftop. And I, as I explain it to him, like I can see the wheels in his head turning. Right. And I'm like, does that mean anything to you? And he's like, I think so one second and so he goes up to the fifth floor and he like comes back with like mountains mountains of books and I'm like oh god I really don't want to read and he's like it's fine I'll do the reading you do the talking explain the old man again so I like explain it to him again and I'm like he's always looking at the stars he's he we're on the roof of this prairie house and he's wearing this huge white kaftan and it has like stars embroidered into it and he's like okay 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 did does he say anything and I'm like well he tries to say stuff in my dreams but I can't understand him it sounds like he's choking on his own blood or something but you know last night I had a dream about him and he told me to beware of more do you think that's more fun and he's like yeah it's most likely and then he stops at a page and he's staring at it his eyes go wide as he's staring at it. And he's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. No. And I'm like, what? 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 He's like, is this the man in your dreams? And he turns the book around. And sure enough, there he is. The man in my dreams is on that page in all its glory. His huge white kaftan, his big hat. But he's not alone on the page. It's him and a woman. This beautiful woman. She has... She's wearing like a white uh, hijab that's like embroidered with gold etching. And then this beautiful, humongous like abaya. 
and she's holding a child and he's also holding a child they're whole, both holding children and the children are wrapped in this like beautiful like white blanket like it looks like the softest blanket in the world and i'm like looking at it i'm like yeah that's him that's him um who is that and he goes oh my god oh my god and i'm like what what damien like who is that and he's like and he looks at the page and he's like how uh i think this is your dad and i'm like what no no that's that's not possible i don't have any connection with my birth parents they died in a fire and he goes yeah a fire in a giant prairie house and i'm like what no that that can't be them and he goes how uh, these are your parents i think that's you in the photo and so he points at the he points at one of the babies specifically the baby that the man is holding right and he goes i think that's you and i go no no that that can't be me that can't be me and he goes oh my god how i'm i'm so sorry and i'm like stop stop saying that you're you're sorry okay stop okay that's not that can't be me okay you have you have the wrong girl because i i'm not i'm not her i'm not the person in the photo and i like get up and i get up so like fast that my chair falls and damien's like whoa how a calm down and i'm like no no i'm i'm not her okay like you have the wrong person and i can feel myself starting to have like a panic attack and then all of a sudden i i hear him fuck i'm gonna cry again but i hear him i hear his voice in the library and he's like <laughs> he's singing this like song <laughs> and it's just like how yombe how yombe how yombe which basically means my pretty girl howa right and he's like saying another name which i just assume has to be my sister right he's like aragal how yombe how yombe aragal aragal which is my sister's name in real life is Adama. And so my dad would like to say, would shorten it to Araga. Like that's my girl, Adama. And so I hear him singing it. And then I hear the woman's laughter. And it's so like beautiful. And all of a sudden I'm having all these flashbacks that I don't even remember having of like this life where I see the woman like holding me as a baby and she's like singing me this song and then I see myself like as a toddler like playing with like my twin sister <laughs> oh god <laughs> god damn it but I like see myself like holding my twin sister's hand and like running in the garden and we're like screaming and laughing and I turn and I see like our parents like chasing us into the like in the garden and I see us like sitting down and the man in the photo the man that's on the rooftop the man that's my dad I see him like at night and we're sitting together in the living room and he's like telling this story and he's like saying it I'm just gonna like translate it for you guys because he says it in full up but he basically says when the sun and the moon fell, the sun and the moon fell in love. The sun and the moon fell in love and they didn't want the sky to be so lonely. So they gave birth to stars. 
which is basically um, some Fulani mythology where a lot of people believe that before like religion and all of that, how the universe came to be was that the sun and the moon, they fell in love and they didn't want to be alone. So they gave birth to the stars and they wanted a world for a world, a place for the stars to shine bright and people to admire their beauty. So they created like goats and cows and all of that stuff and like created the earth and the heavens and all of those things. And so he's like telling us that story. And I, I, <laughs> I'm so sorry that I'm like crying, but like, I like remember it so vividly now that I'm retelling it, but I like remember that my my sister is sitting there and she's clapping and she's like telling him to tell the story again and he's like no it's it's time for bed it's time for bed out girl so let's go to bed and he like picked her up and he picked me up and he like put us in our little in our beds and like told us to like sleep well um and he's like sleep well my beautiful stars I promise one day you're gonna shine bright and then I remember the smell of fire and then I remember screaming and I remember crying and I remember hearing my mom begging, begging for whoever was attacking her to just leave her children alone. I remember that so clearly. And then the flashbacks just stop altogether. And when I come to, I'm like on the floor, like holding myself, like rocking back and forth and shaking and Damien has his arms wrapped around me and he's just like rocking back and forth with me just hushing me and I look at him and I just say very quietly like did he kill my father did he kill my family and he doesn't answer but he doesn't need to answer because I know the answer Morphon killed my father he's the one who did that to him he killed my mother and he killed my twin sister. And I didn't know. I didn't know at all. I lived my entire life in like New York, going to my dream college, you know, living this life. Meanwhile, I didn't even know about this huge other chunk that I had a twin, that I had another, a mother and father who loved me so much that even in their dying breath, they begged for me to keep living. I didn't know any of that. And I'm just sitting there just like sobbing. <laughs> I'm going to pause because like I'm, I'm like crying so bad. So I'm going to pause. <laughs> so I look up at Damien after, you know, crying in his arms and getting snot all over him. I'm like, what what does Morphon want for me? Like, I don't understand. I don't I don't have anything I can offer him. Does he want to, like, take my magic? Because he can fucking have it. Like, I, I don't have anything. And he goes, no, I think he wants this. And he, like, pulls out the textbook and he points at this, like, weird, like, cube box thing. And I'm like, I don't even know what that is. And he's like, well, it's called the Doxy Mara. Your father was working on it before, before what happened happened. It's basically a device that's meant to channel the original magic source. And I'm like, what's the original magic source? And he goes, I don't know. I know that it's part of the earth, but I don't know where it is. But the device is meant to help you find the original magic source and then channel it. 
And he had this theory that if someone could channel the original magic source, you could use it to basically imitate life and death. And so I was like, so that's why he wants it. And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, well, I don't have it. I don't know where it is. I don't know how how I can help him. And he's like, well, if it does exist, you would be the only one that'd be able to open it. And I'm like, what? And he's like, well, he made it so only his heir and his blood can open it. So you're his blood. You would be the only person that could open the device. So that's probably why he wants you to find it. So then that way you can use it and then he can use you. So he can use you to use it and fucking destroy the world, I guess. I don't know. And I'm like, well, that's it. We're doomed. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to do. And Damien's like, we're not doomed. Okay. This is what we're going to do. We're going to go to Principal Dacker. We're going to tell her everything that's happened and she's going to help us because this is way out of our hands. We can't deal with this. Okay. We're literally freshmen in college, okay? And I only know so much about magic and you know nothing. So we can't deal with this. And I'm like, okay, agreed. So we pack our stuff and we start to head to the headmaster's office. And so while we're walking, we're just kind of walking in silence, but we're like walking pretty close together. And I just feel so many complex emotions. I feel really sad. (laughs) I feel not just sad. I feel like I'm mourning a family that I didn't even know. I didn't even know I had. I'm mourning a family that I couldn't even remember having. And it makes me angry. And besides that anger for that, I have this rage, right? I have this rage deep in my soul where I'm just like, yo, I want to kill Morphon. I want to fucking kill Morphon for what he did to me because we both know what he did to my father at least we saw the injuries he's his whole fucking face is fucking concaved in he did that my dad has died choking on his own fucking blood okay i want him to choke on his blood i have that rage inside me so as we're walking um to the headmaster's office we see we see someone at the end of the hallway and Damien calls out and he's like, Principal Dacker, is that you? And the figure doesn't move or anything, but it looks like Principal Dacker. It has like her shape. And he's like, Principal Dacker, are you okay? And the figure responds, I am Principal Dacker. I am okay. And the moment I hear that, I grab Damien and I'm like, we need to go now. That is not Principal Dacker. And he's like, what are you talking about? Principal Dacker, we need to talk to you. And then the figure responds, I need to talk to you too. And he's like, what? And I'm like, no, no, Damien, this is this is exactly what happened when the, the shadow monsters tried to attack me. And so the figure starts to walk towards us. Um, Starts to walk towards us. And we can see it's Principal Dacker, but it's not Principal Dacker. And what I mean by that is its eyes are way too big for its face. Like uncanny valley way too big, you know? And it starts to walk towards us and then it proceeds to get bigger and bigger and bigger and it transforms into this humongous shadow monster. And I look at Damien and I'm like, 
what do we do? And he's like, I have a great idea, actually. A phenomenal idea. Run! And so he grabbed my hand and we start bolting down the hallway. And so we start running and it feels like we're running for miles. And every time we turn down a hallway, it's just another hallway on another hallway. And he's like, fuck. And I'm like, what? Well, what is it? And he's like, someone did a maze spell. Someone casted a maze spell. We're stuck here. So we stop and he's like, we have no choice. We have to fight this monster. And I said, Damien, how? I can't cast a single spell. And he's like, yes, you can. How I know you can. Okay. Just focus on bringing the light to your hands. Okay. I'll try to fend, fend off this monster as long as I can. Just focus on making light come to your hands. And so that's what I do. I, I focus really hard to make light come out of my hands. It's not working. Meanwhile, Damien runs after the monster and he makes this giant like spear out of shadows and he throws it at the monster as hard as he can. Um, The monster catches it, looks at the spear made out of shadows and then proceeds to eat it. And he's like, "Mm, I'm yum, yummy, delicious. And I'm like, great job, genius. You threw shadows at a shadow monster. And he's like, shut up. At least I'm doing something. Focus on making a light. So he starts like trying to attack the monster. It fails horribly. I I focus really hard and I'm like, come on, come on, come on. Work, damn it. I'm finally able to cast a sun spell and I make this humongous like sun orb. And I like have it in my hand and I'm like, hey, ugly, eat shit, motherfucker. And the creature turns to me and I chuck it at its face and um it didn't really work (laughs) i mean it worked in the sense that it burned half the creature's face off but it didn't work in the sense that the creature was still standing there and now he was really pissed at me so he threw damien like a rag doll down the hallway and then he uses its tail he uses his tail and wraps it around my neck and he picks me up and starts to choke me and meanwhile while he's choking me He starts asking me questions, which I think is super rude because like, bitch, you're choking me. I can't answer your questions. But he like roars and he's like, where is it? Where is the Doximara? And I'm sitting there like, I can't answer you. You're choking me. And he's like, tell me where it is now. And he like swings his tail against the wall and like slams me against the wall on one side and slams me against the wall the other side. And I'm sitting there like, and all of a sudden a like a fury of fireballs like hits the creature and it like screams and it turns around and whips around dropping me and i like gasp and like hold my neck and i'm gasping for air and i look up to see becca just hailing like a storm of fireballs at the creature meanwhile jeffrey is helping up damien and cole is running towards me and helping me up and he's like are you okay and i'm like I'll manage. And he's like, good. That's what I like to hear. And so Cole tells Becca, like, Becca, hurry up and get over here. And Becca's like, got it. And so she sets the hallway on fire. Like, like she runs um towards the creature and then slides under it. And as she slides under it, she, like, makes a fire trail that, like, burns the creature. And so it, like, screams and it falls to the floor. And so Jeffrey runs and he's, like, holding Damien up. And he like runs towards us and he's like, follow me. I know a secret way out of here. And we're like, all right, bet. So we start running and then we keep running 
And he's like, and we keep running. And he's like, I, I thought there was a way out of here. What's going on? And I'm like, oh, yeah, you weren't here for this. So the creature actually cast a maze spell. So we're kind of trapped here. And he's like, Howa, that would have been really helpful to know before I started trying to take us out of here. And I'm like, oh, sorry. And behind us, we can hear the creature like slowly gaining on us because it's like running on all fours. And he's like, okay, through here. And so we turn and I'm like, through where? This is a dead end. And he's like, just trust me, okay? And so he puts his hand on the wall and he like says a spell, which unlocks the wall. And it's like the secret passageway and so we all run through the passageway and the creature's like right there and luckily the walls close just before the creature can get us but mind you this creature was running full force so it runs full force we're in the secret passage and all of a sudden we hear a big dong and we turn around and we see the imprint of the creature's face as it like slammed into the wall and so we run through the secret passageway and it leads us to this like playhouse and we all just like collapse on the floor, right? And Jeffrey's like, oh my God, are you okay? Are you hurt? And I'm like, I mean, yeah, but it's okay. I'll be fine. Like focus on Damien. And so Cole goes over to Damien and he starts healing him with like um, a water spell. And so as he's healing him and making sure he's okay, Cole, being his smug self, looks over at Jeffrey and he's like, do you still think this is a prank now? And Jeffrey looks at him and he's like, ugh. And like collapse on the floor because he's like so exhausted. And I think that's where I'm going to stop the dream for now. Ah, I know we're just getting to the good part. But yeah, that was part three of Between the Sun and Stars. I really hope you guys enjoyed that. I enjoyed telling it to you guys. I think you're starting to like see why I love this dream so much. How like much detail there is in the plot and everything. And this is just the main plot. Like, there are four other side plots that are happening simultaneously while this, like, main plot is happening. This dream just has so much detail. So, it's so immersive. Like, it felt like I was, like, transported into another world. Like, I shifted or something like that. Even though I don't even believe in shifting. But it honestly felt like I shifted into, like, a parallel universe because of how much detail there was. Just how much, how realistic the characters were. And usually my dreams... If you've listened to other dreams on the podcast, usually my dreams with my main characters and side characters, they're usually really detailed. Like they're as human as human can be, you know, but this just felt so different. You know what I'm saying? It just felt so different. But yeah, um, obviously <laughs> the dream stuck with me because as I'm retelling it, I'm like getting so emotional while telling it because it was just I remember it so fucking well like even like small details like I remember sitting through some of those lectures and I remember those lectures being so fucking long and I'm like oh my god um I know that sometimes my dreams can sound like they're like exaggerated or like I'm just like making it up like on a whim but I I promise you I I did dream this I did this was a dream that I had, just like the disclaimer said. They can be influenced by so many things, but I did dream this up. It is my dream. And I think you can kind of tell just by how like emotional that I get when I retell a dream. Or just like in general, I'm just a really emotional person. So like when I tell dreams or tell stories, I'm like reliving the dream as I'm telling it to you. So that's why I get so emotional. I do apologize for it because 
you know, I hate crying with like such a burning passion. I know I'm about to sleep really good tonight because I cried twice, but (laughs) I just hate getting so like emotional and like crying because like it just, ugh, I, I just hate it. But, you know, this dream is about my family and family means literally everything to me. They are my sun, they are my moon, and they are my stars. I also hope you enjoyed that little bit of like Fulani mythology that is in there. Again, this is the mythology that I grew up on. But yeah, it's also the reason why I refer to you guys as my sun, moon, and stars because just like even culturally, like that is like a very high regard to say to someone that you are my sun, that you are my moon, you are my stars. That's like the highest declaration of love there is, right? And like, maybe this is just like, maybe you can, if you're like um, parents of immigrants, but like, they don't like to say I love you. Like, it's very rare to say I love you. Usually how they say I love you is like asking you like, did you eat? Like, did you eat something today? Which is also why throughout the episode, I always remind you guys to eat something because, you know, I care about you guys. I want to make sure you're eating, make sure you're drinking. That's another thing to say, like, I love you. And that's usually like how my parents say I love you. They'll be like, oh, did you eat something today? Oh, you didn't eat? Do you want me to make you something? Like, that's how they usually say I love you. So to say, like, you are my sun, you are my moon, you are my stars, or like the line that my dad says in the dream, which is like, um, you are my stars, you'll shine bright soon. Like that is like the highest level of love. That's as much, that's love as love could be, man. So yeah, that's why I got so fucking emotional. Also, I just really miss my dad. I can't wait to see him. But yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I enjoyed telling it to you and I can't wait to tell you the next part. Thank you so much for staying up with us. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at underscore it's just a dream podcast. Over there, you can see dream facts. You can see sleep facts. You can see trailers to new episodes. You can see quotes from my dreams or just me analyzing quotes and just like talking over there. Um, I also shit post a lot on my story. So if you want to see some really unfunny stuff, you should head over there. Also, if something happens to me that I need to take a hiatus, like, you know, if my apartment complex catches on fire again, <laughs> knock on wood, it doesn't happen. But, you know, if it does, then Instagram will be the first place that I update you guys. Um, if you have any crazy, wild, scary dreams that you want us to analyze, be sure to send them to us at it's just a dream podcast too at gmail.com. Again, it's just a dream podcast too at gmail.com and we will be more than happy to read your dreams i would love to see what you guys are dreaming what your dreams are like i just i'm so curious i want to know so much about you guys it's very rare for you guys to like reach out to me i had one person reach out to me and it honestly made my day so maybe you want to reach out and say hi you know in the description box there's a link uh where you can send a voice note through anchor i would love to hear your beautiful voice or maybe you could uh join my discord it's really cool over there just saying you should check it out uh thank you to my tier five patron user leah eggcart you are my sun you are my moon and you are all my stars thank you so much for your support as i always say in every single episode 
uh, Leah found my Patreon before I could set it all up and everything. So if you support me now, it would just because it will just be because you like me and you want to support me. But I think you should wait till I uh, set up my Patreon. I'm probably going to set it up when I come back from my trip. So be on the lookout for that. And yeah, uh, last but not least, be sure to check the links in the descriptions on ways you can help around the world. There's a link for the war that's currently going on in Ukraine. There's a link for the recent tragedy that happened in Itaewon, South Korea. Um, just links for all over the world. You don't have to donate money. I want to make that very clear. You don't have to donate your money to help uh, with some of these issues. You can just donate your time reading the article, educating yourself all of that jazz, spreading the word that can really help, you know, using your voice to uplift others who don't have a voice. That is something you can do to help. There's always a way to help. Um, and like I say in every episode, like, I think it's really important to help those who can't help themselves because it's our, it's our duty as human beings. And it's really easy to say that like, oh, that's so horrible. That's happening over there, but it's happening over there. It's not happening here. You know, it's very easy to be dismissive until it happens to you, you know, and then you want help. And why should they help you when you never help them? You know what I'm saying? So I think it's really important to help. I'm I'm the type of bitch where um, I'm a pull up or shut up type of person. So I'm not just going to tell you guys to like, oh, go help these people. And I'm not going to help. I'm pulling up, too. I'm going to pull up and help as well. So uh, check out the links, you know. Yeah, I think that's everything I have for you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, I really, really, truly appreciate you being here and listening to my dreams and spending your nights with me. I, I, I honestly, you have no idea how much I, I appreciate it. Um, yeah. And without further ado, sweet dreams. Sleep tight. I love you. Good night. We'll see you soon till we dream again. Bye-bye. Thank you.